Welcome to the ERMI Podcast. This is Joel Applebaum, Chief Content Officer at ERMI. And in this episode, we bring you a Snap Talk live from the 2022 ERMI Construction Risk Conference titled, Quiet Quitting and Acting Your Wage, The End of the Overworked and Underpaid by Soledad Torres, Insurance Manager at Bernard's. She will share her perspective on changing employee expectations and how companies can keep employees engaged and productive in a post-pandemic world. So what is quiet quitting? I've gotten so many different definitions of what it is, and it varies across generationally. You have one side who says it's people completely checked out and no longer willing to work. And then you have the other, which is the more moderate side that says, It's employees who are doing exactly what they get paid for, nothing else, nothing less. So, how did we get here? (sighs) A great friend of mine yesterday said, quiet quitting has been around forever. It's nothing new, they're just calling it a new name. We've always had employees who just wanna come to work, clock in, clock out, and do what they need to do. It's not a new thing. But why do suddenly has this become the hot topic that everybody's talking about? And based on my dinner conversations yesterday, people are getting really passionate about it. And I couldn't understand why. So how about I offer you this definition? The responsibility of quiet quitting isn't really on the employee, right? It really should come from the managers and how we are motivating our employees to do the work that they need to do, how we are engaging them into our culture. Because as we all know, the workforce has changed. What happened in 2020? I mean, I was working out of my 700 square foot apartment with my husband, my child, and my elderly father. And let me tell you, (laughs) those were challenging times. But for my health and for the well-being of my family, I had to create healthy boundaries between work and my family. I had to say, hey, I'm only going to be available between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. because at 6.30, I'm going to be having dinner with my family. That's something that I had to do in order to prevent myself from burning out, which is part of the reason a lot of people are quiet quitting. They're trying to create that balance, and they're no longer willing to do extra work for free. Imagine this. How many contractors are in here? Quite a bit, right? You have your contract with your owner. You decide on the scope of work. You've agreed on a price, and you go off and you're building your building. The owner comes back and says, hey, I'm going to need you to do some extra work. I'm going to need you to add a whole extra parking garage, and I'm going to need all this stuff. Same price, though. Same timeline. Got this, right? What would we say? There's no way, right? We would say, well, (laughs) we're going to price it out. We're going to tell you how much it is, and then we're going to come up with a new price. And we're going to add that to our contract. Now, if contractors aren't willing to work for free, why are we expecting our employees to do? Does that seem fair? 
It doesn't, right? We have a labor shortage. And everybody keeps saying nobody wants to work. I know plenty of people who want to work. But they don't want to do crap jobs for crap pay. That's just the reality of it. If we do not change our mindset to, to make sure that we're paying people equitably, we're going to have a bigger problem than a labor shortage. Because without people, you can't build buildings. We know that. Right? So what are some things that we can do to adjust? For example, inflation was at its peak in June, right? I think it was 8.5%, something around there. And what are we giving our employees, if anything? Maybe 3%, right? Our managers, are we teaching them to talk the talk and walk the walk and make sure they're checking in on their employees, not just on what they're producing, but how they're feeling? I think training our managers is a crucial part of making sure that we're taking care of the well-being of our people. I hear it all the time in speeches from companies. Our people are our biggest resource. But then they're not doing anything to make sure they're taking care of them. And I'm not talking about just pay, but actually showing empathy for employees. You guys heard it on the stage last night, uh, yesterday. I think Bill said it. He wants people back at the office. It's like, they all need to be back. And that's the usual talk, right? And then you have the other side who's like, we need to accommodate people to be able to work from home. We need to be able to be flexible because people are no longer willing to give up 40, 60, 80 hours of their time. And what are they missing out on? The families. One of the saddest things an old boss told me, I asked him what he was looking most to retirement. He said, oh, you get to hang out with your grandkids. And he's like, yeah, I never got to do that with my kids. Because I was at work so much, I was traveling so much, and I missed so much of it. So I don't want to miss my child growing up. I want to be there for the important moments. And for me, working from home has allowed me to do that. He sits down next to my office and does his homework while I'm typing away emails and screaming at contractors and all that good stuff. <laughs> he's learning how to negotiate really well. <laughs> which he's doing to me, which I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> but I think it's important that we train our managers, that we spend the time, because one of the hardest things to do is manage people. When I first became a manager, I was not very good at it. I had certain expectations. If they weren't in at 8 o'clock and it was 8.02, I was like, where were you? Not showing them empathy and realizing that we all have lives outside of work. Another thing that we can do is staff roles properly. Because it seems because of this labor shortage, we're giving people two, three jobs. And again, we don't expect the contractor to do the extra work for free, but we're asking the employees to do the same. So we're going to give people extra work, reassess their roles. And we really have to take a hard look at ourselves and know what we're giving up, right? and understand what, what we need to do to keep the people that we're working happy to check in on them. I mean, we were talking about 
the suicide rates yesterday. And that goes for everybody. Everybody's feeling that burnout. And lastly, we have to be flexible. The workforce is not going to go back to what it used to be. They don't want to. And this new generation, Gen Z, those kids, they are the, what is it? The mess around and find out generation. <laughs> so if we want to fill in those gaps in our workforce, we are going to have to look within ourselves and become more flexible, become more fair with our wages, and learn more about our employees <laughs> and what motivates them and what gets them going. Because our jobs are hard. They can be really fun one day, and then the next day, <laughs> we are knee-deep in it. So, if we want to continue building buildings, we got to focus on our people. Can't build without them. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today for this episode of the ERMI podcast recorded live at the 2022 ERMI Construction Risk Conference. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to automatically download future episodes and consider sharing it with your friends. Thanks for listening.